Hello, Marketing Blobs listeners, and welcome to a special edition of our podcast, Team Blab. In these bonus episodes, we'll chat with the incredible team at Marketing Labs, the masters behind the scenes who work tirelessly to bring you the best digital marketing performance, strategies, and insights for your business. We'll dig into their unique stories, discover what drives their passion for marketing, and of course, uncover some interesting facts and surprises along the way. So sit back, relax, and join us as we take you on a journey through the world of digital marketing, one extraordinary team member at a time. Today's team blab, I've got Josie Quigley J with me. <laughs> Josie is our digital marketing assistant. She's here doing an apprenticeship with Marketing Labs. How are you just d- 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 how are you today? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. <laughs> I'm mumbling all over the place. <laughs> what have you been up to today? Just checking emails so far. I've got a little bit of the last of my apprenticeship work, knowledge reflections that I'm trying to get done. Nice. So that's due to finish soon. Friday. Mm, been been a year, hasn't it? Over well, over a year, year now. Yeah. Started in February 2022. Well, technically January 31st. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Almost <laughs> February. <laughs> Almost February. <laughs> so I guess we could get started if you like on your okay. team blab. What was your first job? I suppose this is your first proper job. But this is the first proper job. So, well, I've done a few part-time roles when I was at uni and things. I worked in a bar while I was at uni. I worked in probably one of Sheffield's most grottiest nightclubs, Corporation. Oh dear. Yeah, that was I've that was a fun time. <laughs> Is the floor still sticky? Yeah, you mm. still get sucked to the floor on a regular basis. Horrible. I did an internship actually at Sheffield Dockfest as well for a few months as a festival assistant. So that was just running around like odd jobs and things like that. I also worked at a well, I volunteered at a animation studio that taught kids and young adults with learning difficulties how to do film and animation. Mm, That was quite a fun one. I enjoyed that. And then coming out of uni, my first job was as a support worker. So that was graduated into COVID with a film degree and the film industry being shut down. Mm. And it was like, oh, great. What do I do now? Support worker, old people's home? Not old people's home. Okay. It was with young adults with mental health needs and disabilities nice so but that was quite intensive yeah I really enjoyed it I enjoyed the work but I've had to get a bit controversial but the care industry is is a tough one it needs a bit of an overhaul really and as someone that just wanted to be there to help people it was it was quite a challenge yeah more hats off to you for getting involved and helping young people out so what did you do when you left uni then? What, what was the plan? Well, before COVID hit, it was to try and go into the film industry. I really enjoyed producing and directing and a bit of writing. I think writing, I did screenwriting as one of my modules and that was the one I got the highest marks in. Um, so I really enjoyed that creative side, um, but also I liked the producing organisation skills and that kind of elements. So that was the aim. But then, like I said, pandemic hit and I think it made me have a little bit of a, a reevaluate in terms of 
well, the industry was closed, so I couldn't go into it. I wasn't quite sure where I stood. Support work was my first sort of choice of going to is I've had background in that kind of thing before. I had some experience. So I went towards that. And then, like I said, it wasn't quite what I wanted to do. So I took a bit of time then working in a pub and a restaurant. Just a nice job that I could switch off at the end of the shift. I enjoyed doing it. Got a lot of steps in while I was there, regularly hitting like 20,000 steps a day. Wow, that's a good effort. And then, so I did that for a year and then I was like, right, okay, I've settled now. I'm ready to work out a career move. And again, I was like, I didn't want to do film because as much as I'd enjoyed it, I knew it wasn't a steady career. It wasn't steady income or anything like that. So I was trying to think of something that I could still be creative, but had a bit more consistency. Mm. So my friend had a job going at his work in marketing and it, it was a higher level job but he'd sort of mentioned it that they were hiring. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'd never considered marketing before. Combination of creative and stability, more consistent work, working on projects longer term, helping businesses and stuff like that. So I was like, I feel like that was a good combination of loads of things I wanted to do. I looked at Roots In from there. I was willing to take the step of going into an apprenticeship so it was still an educational system because I knew, I think potentially I could have gone straight into a role but I didn't have the confidence of of doing that. So I thought, well, I'll take the step with an apprenticeship to learn along the way. Yeah, fair play to you for taking a step back and and doing that to kickstart your career. Um, It's a good good effort. I think uh, hard for everybody, especially with COVID and everything. Yeah. Would you say that your role at marketing labs your confidence has has grown yeah yeah I mean when I first started I felt so out of my depth there was so much new learning so many different areas and I didn't know any of it even down to speaking to clients I wasn't used to that answering phones and answering emails off the bat which I still need some guidance with on some emails there's still some questions that come in and I have no idea what's going on but there's a lot I've grown so much my confidence has grown so much Mm. I can now happily pick up the phone and call a client and have a chat or sit in a meeting and have discussions with them about various areas my foundational knowledge is a lot stronger to be able to say right off the bat what is happening with someone's website or what things I think could work best for them Mm. so yeah I feel like I guess it's beneficial for you to have a team around you who've been doing what they do for quite a long time and you can learn from everyone who has their own little specialism, I guess. Yeah, I think being with a team that is, everyone has their own specialisms. I know who to go to for different subjects Mm. and different topics. And I know that whoever I'm going to, generally there's a straight answer, like they know what they're talking about. Mm. Would you say that you'd prefer being in a smaller team like Marketing Labs or a bigger, more corporate environment? Definitely prefer a smaller team. I'm someone that is a creature of comfort. I like to know the people around me. I like to be a close-knit team I love when we go on like meals out and stuff like that but even just day-to-day like everyone knows each other everyone gets on really well and I'll give you credit you are good at organizing team meals out we would never go on one <laughs> if it wasn't <laughs> probably for me. not team not to toot my own horn but yeah. do yeah. you're like <laughs> the um social sec of the business aren't you mm. social sh- secretary <laughs> um what do you think is the most difficult part of uh, your job there is a lot going on 
I feel like because I'm a bit more of, well, I'm still learning, but I'm a bit more of a jack of all trades. I tend to end up jumping around from different projects and different areas. I'll go from like doing a mini SEO audit one day to editing our podcasts to an email marketing campaign to social media, all that jazz. So Mm. I jump around a lot compared to, I feel like a lot of the people in the team. So I find it a little bit harder sometimes to prioritize the tasks, knowing which is a bit more urgent, which needs doing. Yeah. And just being able to switch mindsets between things. I feel like you've got better with that though, in terms of um, not only prioritizing your tasks, but also asking which ones to prioritize. Come over, scuttling over my little iPad being like, can you just- Because I'm I'm quality at giving briefs as well, aren't I? Oh yeah, you are amazing, (laughs) absolutely stunning, if you can't sense the sarcasm. (laughs) We'll get the job done, don't we? Eventually. That's the main thing. What would you say is the most enjoyable or the favorite, favorite part of your job? I think seeing the difference that we make for businesses, like we've had some that I have got a bit more involved on the projects and things like that, or just not necessarily directly doing the work, but just being there for the client and answering the emails and getting back to them on things. And because it's me that sends out reports. Well, I don't do all the report writing, but I do some bits on the reports, but it's me that emails them and then out to people. So I end up having the chats and picking out the good points to let them know. So even clients where I've not particularly done much, it's more just been there for support and checking in. Seeing some of the growth they've had, it's, I, I just love seeing it. I love being able to go to someone being like, you're doing really well, like, this is great. We've done this this month and it's skyrocketed. Like, you're, this has happened. I really love that part of it, I think. Yeah, because you get involved with the, the monthly reporting as well, don't you? Yeah. Sending them, putting them together, proofing. Yeah. Uh, helping the team wherever they need it in when yeah. in that process, I guess, because we do all all our reports manually. It it needs quite a few hours sometimes. Yeah, it, it's a it's a bit of a slug the few days when we do have them. It's a lot of jumping around and making sure the information's correct. And like I said, it it's generally whoever is relevant on the team putting in their bits of information. But it me it's me that does all the overhaul and proofing along with like Stephen and Matt as well. And then the actual emails, like I said, sending off. It's mm. me pulling out the points, so I have to read every single one and see what we've done. Yeah. So I have a bit of a hand in them all. I also really enjoy when there is project work and seeing that get produced, whether I've worked on it or not, like some of the websites that yourself and Josh build, seeing them come together. And even, I mean, it was when I first started, really. It was like last like April. April time. Yeah, I did that logo for a property services company. Mm. And... And then having the feedback from them, it was all implemented, all printed on the side of their vans and everything like that. That's Yeah, it's nice to see when a full uh, logo and brand project comes together like that and you see it in the flesh. Yeah, that was good always good. Might sound cheesy, but is there anyone in particular that inspired you to get into digital or perhaps someone that just gave you the push you needed at the time? Or I feel like before coming into marketing, it, it was just off my own back. But since coming into it as... Like you said, as cheesy as it sounds, I feel like Matt is probably the biggest one to keep going. How excited he gets about everything and everything to do with marketing. Every day he comes in, he's going, oh, have you seen this has happened? Or, oh, this is incredible. And he is just buzzing about all of it. Yeah, he goes on a full (laughs) tangent and you can't help but get sucked in. (laughs) No, it's quite contagious, isn't it? Yeah. It'd be hard to say what's the most valuable lesson you've learned throughout your career because it's pretty early days, but over the last year, mm. 
what would you say is the biggest learning lesson? Learning lesson? Biggest learning lesson. Lesson you've learnt. <laughs> I feel like maybe how, like I was saying before, communicating with clients. Uh, it sounds like a bit of an odd lesson out of everything I've learnt. But the value of being able to, like I said, pick up, be friendly with people on the phone and have those conversations off the bat and reassuring clients as well that things are going okay. I think that is undervalued sometimes. With marketing, I think a lot of people are unsure because it's not something that's always so tangible. I think people are more hesitant with doing it and mm-hmm. knowing now that, that that could be a lot of the cause and just being like, I promise you, it, it, it's working. It's like we can see the stats. It's building up, yeah. Mm. So we've learned a little bit more about Josie from a work perspective and how you got into your career in digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Interested to learn more on a personal level. First of all, do you have any nicknames? Well, Josie is a nickname. Yep. Short Josephine. 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 Yeah. Dafloof. That's my like gamer da. tag. Dafloof. Gamer tag. Yeah. Mm. And that was, it came from a nick. I think it started when I was in secondary school, end of secondary school. Because my hair is naturally curly and fuzzy, fluffy, floofy. Mm. And then sixth form, I think it reappeared again. I didn't use it. Just more people <laughs> started calling it me. So that's my gamer tag. And now it's just your Twitch and gaming mm. name. Yeah. Cool kid to floof. Nice. <laughs> Tell me what you like to do outside of work. You got any hobbies? Uh, Generally gigs, music. I don't play any instruments myself. I used to play piano in a bit of guitar but attending gigs and festivals is my how many have you got this year i think i've got four festivals i've got slam dunk download 2000 trees and outbreak gigs i don't even know i think i've already been to five or six at least there's at least like one two every month that's a you might as well just be in the back yeah, they're all different bands. <laughs> but, you, but you enjoy going to them and yeah, you're yeah. passionate about music, I guess. And Yeah, I enjoy a good, good gig, good festival. And then just gym. That's pretty much it. Nice. And food. I guess that's <laughs> enough to keep you busy, though. Four oh, yeah. festivals and 800 gigs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what would you say your strengths and weaknesses are? I'd say as a strength, I'm pretty resilient. Bounce back. I don't really let things... I think particularly the last year... I've learned what's meant to be will be. Go with the flow. Yeah, exactly. It's still like obviously the odd times get stressed and it's natural. Mm. Yeah, I get stressed still, but everyone gets a little bit stressed. Yeah, but day to day, I feel like I get a lot less affected by things than than I used to. If it's out of your control, Mm. there's there's no use worrying about it. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we've got resilience. Yeah, weakness. Which one do I choose from? (laughs) (laughs) How many have you got in your head? (laughs) Um, I'm just, I I don't, it's not distraction, but sometimes there's so much floating around I know I need to do and trying to just focus on. Just lose focus a little bit. Yeah. And like I said, prioritizing. I'll be like, Mm. oh, I need to do this. And then like a couple of minutes and I think of something else. I'm like, oh God, I need to go and do this. Yeah. And it's not, that's not just at work, that's housework as well. I'll be tidying <laughs> yeah, a room and they'll be like, oh, I need to go and organise my bookshelf upstairs. And then, oh, there's this sock in the way. So I'm going to go and do the washing. And yeah, get nightmare. distracted, yeah. yeah. Sporadic. Mm-hmm. What does your morning routine look like? Normally it's wake up, 
realise that I should have gotten up earlier, roll out of bed, quickly jump in the shower, have a have a good good rinse off all the, the night sweats. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> uh, quickly run a brush through my hair and the straighteners, get dressed from the, the clothes pile that I still haven't put away yet that's been sat there for God knows how long. I make myself sound like a bit of a slob. I'm not a slob. <laughs> <laughs> think, my house is tidy, just to clarify. My house is tidy, but you've got a big, massive washing pile uh, Yeah, I've just there. got... It's clean washing. It's just... I've not hung it up yet. And then normally get pestered by the cat. He'll just sit howling and staring at me until I feed him. Quickly chuck him some food, grab my bag and run out the door. Nice. Have toast when I get into work. So not much of a routine, then, to be no. fair. Just roll no. out of bed and, and get off. Yeah. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Oh, God. That's one that I've, I've, I feel like I need to develop recently. Th- the last year has been a massive change for me compared to how I thought it'd go. I feel like it's one I'm still trying to figure out. I feel like career-wise, I would like to still be with Marketing Labs, setting up probably heading more into the video podcast audio side all that kind of producing content is what I've, been, I've like we're doing like more of it recently about it yeah yeah i love being able to just sit for a day fully focused absorbed in a podcast edit and mm. cracking that out that's yeah. what i enjoy the most um so having that sort of area of the business fully set up and running would be good i do want to stay within marketing labs i think nice i think see where for we now. go with that yeah. Yeah. Um, should you offer me a full-time contract? Hint, hint. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I'm one for a big, a, a huge agency. I think no. I'd I'd feel too overwhelmed and mm. I like the care and compassion from you guys. It's, it's quite nice sometimes. That's nice to hear. Yeah, you're welcome. Would you rather have more time or more money? Oh, God. I feel like I need more time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. squeeze more gigs in money's always nice but money money comes and goes but it's always an interesting one isn't it, when you ask that question because if you say you want more time you generally need more money yeah but you fill up <laughs> all your time so then you've never got time does that yeah. make sense yeah that's true but now I, I always take the stance of money comes and goes while time just just goes yeah. <laughs> really that makes sense. so and I, I never have enough time in the day wise words yeah from Josie there yeah just repeat that again what, what Mon- <laughs> money. money comes and goes, but time just goes. There we go. Quote of the day. Quote of the day by Josie Quigley J. <laughs> There's a rhyme for you as well. <laughs> is, is, this is just me wanting to sleep for like 18 hours. <laughs> that's, that's why I'm saying it. <laughs> oh dear. You do have a lot of sleep. I do. I Probably like to hibernate. Too, too much. We spoke about music a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm getting the hint that it's quite rock, rock music based. Yeah. Heavy rock, metal. Bit of everything. Uh, yeah, a bit of everything. Pop punk. Yeah, pop punk has mostly been pop punk and, and emo is the term that I used to use a lot growing up. Pop punk has always been there along with like little emo stuff. Like I saw Paramore on Tuesday. Um, and then, so we're going to Download Festival this year. So that's all like Slipknot, Bring Me the Horizon. Metallica. Meta- of course, Metallica. You forgot them. <laughs> Sorry. No, I let you wow, down, Tom. You let me down big time there. <laughs> yeah. Um, dragging you along. I think it's nice that we've all got, well, not all of us, but at least me, you and Josh have got a very similar yeah, music taste. overlapping. Going to see Motley and Def Leppard together. Mm, although mine's a little bit more, not classic rock, I'd say, but yeah. more 80s. Yeah, 80s yours goes rock, into the older stuff. What about films? What type of films do you like? Fantasy, generally. 
growing up, it was always Harry Potter. I feel like more recently, I've been moving over to a bit more Lord of the Rings. Nice. Um, a bit more in depth. I've been reading through them as well. I'm going to pull TV into it as well because there's Game of Thrones, House mm. of Dragon. Yeah. Obsessed with them. So a lot of fantasy genre based stuff. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. When it comes to film thing. and TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like a little bit of horror, like the Haunting Hill House series, and that came out. That's yeah. an incredible series. Yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I don't think the second one quite matched it. Blind Manor. That's the one. It wasn't quite. It wasn't quite as good, but I still thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah. I th- I can't remember good the name story. of the director of that, but Mike Flanagan. That's the one. Incredible. Yeah. Did a really good job. I loved those series. Yeah. Right. What about Stranger Things? Do enjoy Stranger Things. Yeah. Probably not as much. I didn't get on the hype. Loved the first season, second and third died off a bit, and then fourth season I was I was back, I was ready, and it was so good. We had a little watch party for the finale at mine with my friends, so that was quite fun. Yeah, the, the finale was quite good, to be fair. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing what comes next. So, fantasy, rock, mm-hmm. rock on. <laughs> nice. So, we've learnt a little bit about you on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. A few off-the-wall questions now. Wild cards. Wild card questions. <laughs> mm. So, if you could live anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. you could go today, work there, live, enjoy life, where, w- where would you choose and why? I feel like there's a few different answers to this because there's the ones where it'd be practical, like good pol- political system, not that I know a lot about politics, but I always hear the good places to live of like, Sweden, Denmark, uh, Australia. That's meant to be pretty good. Mm. So they logically, they would be good places. Yep. And Australia has good weather, although I wouldn't want to get bitten by a spider or anything. <laughs> that scared the like life out of me. Would. I, I would. Okay. Like, first day. Twatted by a kangaroo or something. Yeah, I definitely would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they would be, like, the logical places. But if it was anywhere, like, no worries, no political concerns, just... Loving life. I'd probably want to go somewhere warmer, somewhere that's quite different to here, like somewhere in Asia. Mm. Uh, Japan would be pretty cool, but I feel like that's very city. I mean, well, what you always think of Japan is pretty city-based, isn't it? Mm. Maybe somewhere like Greece, something like that. It's quite warm. I mean, I only asked you for one. You've given me about ten there. Anyway, yeah, nice. (laughs) Got to choose one, though, now go. Australia just came straight into my head. There you go. Yeah. Go with your gut. Gonna get bit by a snake. And beat up by a kangaroo. Yep. Enjoy. (laughs) Thanks. Um, On the flip side of that, if you had to go and live on a desert island and you had to pick three items that you could take with you, what would they be and why? Is a a living item allowed of a cat? (laughs) If you want to take your cat, you can, but... Thank you. I mean... How are you going to feed him? He's pretty handy at catching stuff, to be fair. Hmm? He doesn't normally eat him, he just... You'd have to adjust your diet to, like, little rats and... I'd probably have to adjust my diet anyway for survival. Uh, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> little things little, that crawl little about. creepy crawlies. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd take the name, because otherwise I, I'd go insane. Yeah. I need, I need someone to talk to. Something, some being to talk to. <laughs> yeah, keep you occupied. He'd probably run off. So yeah, Nim, my cat. Probably a good good book. I'm not going very practical here. No, but <laughs> you're going. I mean, 
you're not going to survive, Josie. No. <laughs> it'll last a week. It'll be fine. But you'll be occupied. Yeah, and you'll have exactly. a nice book and you'll be chilled and you'll be burnt. Yeah, I'll burn with no sun cream. But, well, we never said it was a hot island, to be fair. No, that's, yeah. that's true. It's very open. Exactly. So, Nim, a good fantasy book. I'd have to pick a book that I, I like reading quite a lot. Yeah. Not quite sure what that would be. And I feel like my go-to item, everyday essential, is tweezers. So I don't know how much help they'd be on <laughs> on an island. So you've not got a lighter. You can't make a fire to get cold. No, no knife for protection or no. to make things. A cat, a book, and some tweezers. <laughs> Maybe I'll switch out the tweezers for like a, a multi-tool yeah. pocket knife. So then there's a knife. Good choice. Have tweezers in there. Some a little scissors. Swiss Army knife. Yeah. Yeah, I'll switch up. Good, yeah. You've got a little screwdriver. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't know what screws place. I'll have on an island. You might but find some. There might be like a little shack or something. That, oh, uh, anyway, we're going lucky. off piste. <laughs> Very interesting to learn what you take with you there. Mm-hmm. What about, is a good one, if you could have a coffee with anyone in the world, dead or alive, who would it be and why? Well, I don't like coffee, so I'd opt for a hot chocolate. Hot chocolate with mm-hmm. cream and... Marshmallows. Marshmallows. This is a hand signal for <laughs> marshmallows. I don't know what that is because you wouldn't do that with marshmallows either, would it's you? It's like the they sprinkle cocoa powder on That's top, the one. don't they? That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yep. So I feel like my, if you'd asked me this a couple of weeks ago, my answer would have been David Attenborough. He's the first person that that's normally springs to mind. Of he's just he's just got a lovely soothing voice and just I'd get him to like I'd. Rec- record him reading me a bedtime story or something yeah. and he's got so much knowledge and he's done so much like stories would be endless however i've recently developed i don't want to go into obsession but a strong liking for pamela anderson yeah it's a, it's a bit of an <laughs> odd one <laughs> <laughs> she'd be so, out on the desert island she'd be running down in a bathing suit you never suit. said on a desert island this is no, to have hot chocolate hot <laughs> chocolate with Pamela Anderson wow so, where's this why when maybe it was because I had flu but when I had flu earlier this year you I watched watch Baywatch no, no, <laughs> not Baywatch <laughs> but I watched a documentary um, that was released on Netflix around that time like February time I think it was like Pamela a love story and I think she's incredible. Like, the amount of stuff you've been through, like, the first... Well, she's been through, not not you. The amount of stuff that Pamela Anderson has been through. I've been through a lot. Yeah, I've been through a lot, haven't I? <laughs> Go on, carry on, sorry. Um, like, the first ten minutes, I was absolutely stunned. Did not know any of it about her. And you sort of get to the end of the documentary, and she's spoken about everything she's been through, and, like, some of it is horrendous. And she's just so content so mm. happy with life so just at peace of like it's happened it's okay it's it's out of my control so we roll with it and if i could be like half as content with life as she is when i'm reaching her age i'm not sure how old she is but when i'm older mm. that'd be it fair be enough yeah, yeah that's a seems like a good enough reason to yeah. me i'd have probably taken david but <laughs> anyway, Pam Anderson it is. Pam Anderson. Here we go. Probably not describe yourself as an animal, but if you could choose an animal to be, what would it be and why? Oh, I don't know if I could choose one. I want to be something like a house pet. 
just be stuck inside all day. Just chilling. Yeah, just I mean they do they don't really have to worry about anything, do they, to be fair? Yeah. Having well, being clear. Yeah. He gets spoiled. He does get spoiled, yeah. Yeah. I mean Nim gets spoiled to be fair, but he has to live with me, so <laughs> ups and downs. Yeah, ups and downs. Uh, I feel like I'd wanna be Oh god, it's really dark because there's so many fun animals like tigers and stuff, but they're like hunted. Mm. Um, maybe like a lion or something. I feel like there's got to be something a bit more fun than that. The turtle came to mind, but they get eaten. trapped in nets. It's a tough life being an animal, yeah, isn't it? Definitely. Oh yeah, big time. Yeah. But you've got to choose one. Maybe a a, a big bird. Hmm. Bird's not a bad one. Like, like a, an eagle. Yeah, I was just going to say an eagle. Get yeah. to fly around. You, they're protected, aren't they? Mm, not, they're not endangered, are they? But they're, yeah, they're, yeah I, I don't know what you're trying to say. But yeah. Like, think, you're not I allowed you to mean. just. Yeah, kill them. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to really kill anything, are you? But. No. But no, I feel like they're, they're pretty they're pretty safe. They're more or less top of the food chain. An eagle doesn't have to worry about much eating it, does it? So. Nice. Eagle it is. Fly around. So I guess we'll move on to more closing questions. Mm-hmm. Wrapping the interview up. Can you give any advice to someone who might be looking to start a career in digital marketing? Just go for it. Do whatever you can, whatever area you're interested in, whether it's web development, build a website, if it's social media, set up a social media account for something and see how many followers you can get or see how much engagement you can get. If it's SEO, like I said, build a website, see how you can get it to rank. See if someone you know has got a business that might need some help. Just dive in, give it a go. I don't know what you could do data-wise, to be honest. I'm not I'm not big on the spreadsheets like Joshie and Stephen. But Speaking of uh, spreadsheets. Oh, no. I don't think they're about... Oh, no, no, neither of them, them about. Of them oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Josh this question on his team mm-hmm. lab. You know what Josh said. Well, you probably don't, yeah. but you can guess. I can guess what Josh said. But who do you think is better at spreadsheets? Josh or Stephen Bosch? Oh, God. I feel like if I had a question, I would probably go to Stephen. Oh, <laughs> look at her head down. Josh is going to be so disappointed. <laughs> I know. Isn't but anything else, anything else like technical no, software-wise, I'd go to Josh. No, you can't, you can't twist it. You've absolutely <sighs> thrown sorry, Josh. Josh out the door there. I'm sorry, Joshy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Josh. <laughs> well, we have it here, listeners. Josie thinks that Stephen is better at spreadsheets than Josh. Thanks, oh well, <clears throat> we'll see where how that turns out. What should I have asked you, but I didn't? A star sign. That's Pisces. My favourite crystal is amethyst. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> this, these are Tom's uh, favourite topics, by the way. I have enough about crystals. Kate talks about crystals mm. all the time to me. I'm a Pisces, I think. March. Oh, yeah. You, if you're early March, you will be. Fish. I'm a fish. fish? Yeah. Um, that means that we're... You're not... Oh, you're a March Pisces. So I think it's a bit different, but... What's Pisces the one before it? Kate's an Aquarius. Aquarius That's the one yeah. before, isn't it? What are you looking forward to then, moving forward in the future in personally and career? Completing my apprenticeship. Having that all done, dusted out the Friday. way. Friday. Friday. Friday is the... That's cut off. Determined. Getting employed full-time at Marketing Labs because it's going to happen. You don't get a choice. You're just going to be stuck with me. I'll just turn <laughs> up anyway. 
personally, this summer, this summer is going to be a good one. Like I said, lots of gigs and festivals, stuff like that. Doing some more holidays. I did my first holiday, first proper holiday and first holiday by myself as well a couple of weeks ago. Nice. Where did you go? Lanzarote. Was it nice? It was, it was not as hot as I. it's meant to be. It was quite overcast. But for me, who burns to a crisp very easily in any kind of sun, which I blame Scottish blood for. Didn't you burn in Wales? I did burn in Wales last year. In my defence, it was middle of the heat wave. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, we're in factor 50 SPF as well. And I still burn. <laughs> <laughs> and I reapplied. <laughs> I reapplied. Um, so yeah, probably more holidays and doing a bit more travel. would be nice. Nice. Holidays, gigs, job. Yep. Good luck with that. I hope Thank it you. all goes well. Thanks. Thank you for coming on to the Team Blab. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, it's been a great time. Good start to my this day. This is where you say, Tom, you're, you're an amazing host. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming on anyway. And for all the listeners, thank you for listening. And we'll see you next time.